What's up, everybody? This episode of the Spoken Tire Podcast is brought to you by Fight Camp. What is Fight Camp, you ask? Don't worry, you're not actually going to a real fighting camp. It's coronavirus, people. We're doing it at home. Most workouts, bow ring. I have done lots of boring workouts, but there's nothing more exciting than engaging and learning boxing and kickboxing. And that's exactly why people are saying Fight Camp is the only workout that they have stuck with. Fight Camp provides boxing and kickboxing workouts and tutorials that keep you engaged, learning, excited, and motivated. A program that's never boring and always challenging. Fight Camp brings the boxing gym to your living room with a tech twist. They provide all the gear, top trainers, and a new tra technology that tracks your punches. Everything you need to get a great workout in. The boxing workout has always been ranked as one of the best ways to get in shape, and it's honestly one of the most fun ways to combine cardio and strength training. I know this for sure because I built a home gym a couple years ago. Turns out that was very smart uh, now. And I put in a speed bag, and hitting the speed bag for two minutes, three rounds of two minutes, three times a week, is a sick upper body cardio workout, and I feel like really, really cool when I do it. When I go, I feel like Rocky. It's so badass. Boxing rules. Fight Camp is made for beginners and experienced boxers who want to box at home. It's a great way to learn boxing and kickboxing while improving your fitness with authentic workouts, all while learning at your own pace from home. The six trainers make all the programming based on their experience training for fights and offer a bunch of different ways to learn, such as 13-week-long prospect path, how to do a proper stance, the punch number system, and how to properly throw each punch. You actually use this stuff during intense 15 to 45-minute workouts. Fight Camp offers flexible financing for as low as 0% APR and $0 down. Right now, for, as a limited-time holiday offer, get free shipping and a gift valued up to $109 with every Fight Camp package. Just go to join. Just go to joinfightcamp.com/tst. That's joinfightcamp.com/tst. That's right. Free shipping, a gift valued up to $109 with your purchase. Bring an authentic boxing and kickboxing gym into your home with Fight Camp. Go to joinfightcamp.com/tst. And Guys, new show. We're going to be talking about it today. It's called Sorted. It's an old school tuner car magazine style shootout. We got some crazy cars, four figure horsepower numbers. It's me, Amelia Hartford, Rob Ferretti, and Tanner Faust. And you can check every episode from back to front at sortedornot.com. That's sortedornot.com. Com. We get to drive these things on the street, evaluate them, and then watch Tanner Faust beat the balls off them on the racetrack. Some of them make it. Some of them don't. It is very exciting, and there will be one winner at sortedornot.com. And also, guys, you always want to fight your tickets. Never plead guilty in a ticket. What you want to do is go to offtherecord.com slash TST. Keep that in your pocket. Download the app on iOS and Android. You can use code TST10 on the app and keep in your pocket. When you get pulled over, just snap a photo of the ticket, send it to Off the Record, and... 
boom, done. They have a 97% success rate in reducing or eliminating all points and fines from tickets, and it elim- it removes you from that ecosystem whereby the government and insurance companies extort money out of you because you were going 72 in a 65 just trying to get to work. Exit from that system with off the record. They fight the ticket for you. You just send them the ticket. You never have to hear from them again. It's fantastic, folks. I get emails weekly from people who were listening to our podcast and got pulled over while listening to our podcast. And they're like, man, thank God, off the record was an ad that day because I remembered it. And now I sent the ticket I just got while listening to the off the record ad to off the record. That's how it goes, folks. Offtherecord.com slash TST or code TST10 on the Off the Record app. Nice. Oh. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. I love how I'm having coffee in the morning and you're smoking weed. Not just weed. Tradecraft Farms, the official ganja of the Smoking Tire podcast. I can't. You think, if I'm, you you think I'm fucking around? <laughs> I know you're Let me tell you around. how proud of 39-year-old Matt Okay. That 16-year-old Matt is right now. 16-year-old <laughs> Matt is so proud of 39-year-old Matt. I have found a way to not only get free, incredibly high-quality ganja from one of the best growers I've ever fucked with. They found a way to pay me for it, too. <clears throat> you have achieved how politically incorrect. How politically incorrect can I be on this podcast? Fucking pick a line, pick a line, draw it in the sand, and then cross it, brother. You have achieved (laughs) cheap motherfucker level ten. I am the king Jew. (laughs) Exactly, that's exactly what I said. All recreation is free and tax deductible. (laughs) I just, I was, I was actually in the shower this morning, and it, it occurred to me that I could have pot delivered to my friend's house. And I'm, I'm not a big smoker. You've right? learned that now? Welcome I to 2005. I smoke like once a year. <laughs> I just don't even like think, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Yeah. I, I wake up like an asshole imbecile, so I don't really need substances to make the whole situation worse. And it just Well, to for me, me like, it makes the whole situation better. It makes me less of an asshole. Maybe the same amount of imbecile, but definitely less, less of an of asshole. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I can, the, the one thing that, two, COVID has taught me two things. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Number one, how often I have a random sore throat and then, you know, like freak the fuck out. And number two, that I should probably have started drinking 20 years ago because I'm more of an asshole when trapped in the house by myself than I even realized. Well, yeah, I mean, it it turns out imprisonment isn't good. Like, you know, like house arrest is still a punishment for a lot of crimes. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and I understand maybe the term house arrest is dramatic. No, we're not stuck in our homes, literally. But, but you try to be single during a fucking pandemic. I, no, I'm, I honestly, I do not envy any of my single friends. I have, my single friends are struggling. They, for, for real, are, and I have a friend, and um, I have a friend who has <laughs> possibly the best, the best pandemic situation you could think of for a single person, which is that he is- it's Four right hands. <laughs> <laughs> he is an estate manager for the rich and famous. Mm-hmm. One of his clients doesn't need to be named, but is fucking rich and fucking famous. Okay. And as the rich and famous did in March, they fucked off to their middle of nowhere crib. Yep. They all they all did. Well, as the estate manager, my friend, <clears throat> used the time wisely to do some much needed renovations in the garden and blah, blah, blah at the, at the house. So he basically just moved in there. 
I mean, not he, this wasn't shady. He just that's the thing he did because he's well, on site watching overseeing. Yeah, and, and what's yeah. he gonna do? Commute forty minutes each way, like to to, to an empty house. To an Why empty bother? house. No. Who gives a shit? So he's so he's over there, and he's got the tennis court and the infinity pool, and uh, you know every. You know, it's like Richie Rich yeah. over there. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like, you know, he's by himself. And yeah. it's like, it's kind of fucking depressing. Yeah. It, like, it actually you, is. The whole point of house-sitting someone else's million-dollar house yeah. is to have fucking huge parties there and destroy <laughs> the place. Or at least have, like, some somebody over. The whole point of a hot tub is to fuck in it. And if you can't fuck in it, what's the point? And yeah. you can't. The, the masks get wet, and then they fall off. It's like wearing a the diaper. The novelty and, wears off yeah. quickly. Not that, like... You know, I understand people are really struggling right now, yeah. but is the, the mental struggle for a single person, even in the most perfect of situations? And then on top of it, you add in the neurotic Italian like anxiety issue. You want to talk about meta, like mental struggle? You just showed me your negative COVID result. I think we should talk about this because we are in a room together. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm still three nervous. times a week. Right. And I'm like, am I going to give him the, the Rona? Is he yeah, you me and then you cough in front Rona? of me. <laughs> I know. I did cough. That's the other. I mean, 2020 has taught me just how randomly you cough. Yeah. Every once in a while, you're like, oh, shit, she got me. Well, do you know how often it's been like, no, no, Matt, those are bong hits. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a bong hit cough. It's okay. You, yeah. You've been yeah. bong hit coughing for 25 years. <laughs> Why is it identify. suddenly scary? That's like you with the possible exhaust leak in my, in my Ferrari. I start... It's I'm okay. I, we put it on the list. We'll just put it on the list. But he, we go downstairs, and I'm, you know, I'm showing him the 328, and I start it up, and he proceeds to scare the shit out of me because I have a little bit of a sticky injector, and he basically tells me that I shouldn't fucking run this car because it's going to explode now. But I said neurotic. You were neurotic. I told you this. Yeah. But once I started the car, we realized that that's probably not going to happen. Here, right. Here's the thing. You posted something on social media like, this 328's amazing, but it runs on seven cylinders until it warms up. Yes. And I'm like, do I text him now? Or do I like, I'm stuck in this conundrum between the asshole who freaks you out unnecessarily mm -hmm. and the asshole who says, ha ha, afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I did, either way, I'm going to be an asshole and there's no way out. The, the fact of the matter, here's a, here's a tech lesson for every other nerd listening. Yeah. Fuel, gasoline is a solvent and it takes away oils. Right. So if you have fuel spraying into a cylinder or dripping into a cylinder, either way, that's not being combusted, it's then going to wind up on the cylinder liners and it's going to cut the oil, which increases wear and you'll, you will eventually, very quickly actually, score the cylinder score the wall, cylinder wall yeah. break a ring, there's a bunch of things you do. So if you have a car that dropped a cylinder, i.e. that cylinder is not firing, unless you can be absolutely certain that it's not getting gasoline in it, shut the fucking thing mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. So... My first thing was, all right, Matt, does your oil smell like gas? And so we pull the dipstick out, and I'm super smelly weirdo, and I'm like, mm, I smell a little bit of gas in there, and that has Bosch K-Jetronics CIS fuel injection. Yeah. And that- You know, all three of my cars have Bosch K-Jetronics I have injection. four of them. <laughs> I have four CIS cars. Yeah. And CIS is basically, it's not like not like a regular injector that's like a, a, a fires and then stops and mm -hmm. fires and stops. CIS is a controlled barely controlled fuel leak. The injector is literally nothing more than a... It's like a drip system. It's, it's a like hairspray. A drip it's a hairspray tip. And they just go... Yeah. And spray continually. Well, when it gets clogged, as your hairspray, like your Aquanet does mm -hmm. if you don't use it for a week, if you remember those days, um, it, it'll just drip. What a drop Aquanet. Yeah. Right? I lost all of the facial hair once. I have a twin sister, and she's an evil cunt, way worse than I am. Uh -huh. And she was like, hey, Jay. <laughs> 
and spraying in the face with Aquanaut and a lighter. That's the kind of thing that kids would do to each other with no regard for what the real world consequences this are. This is yeah. why I look the way I do. Yeah, I played surgery. with fire when I was a kid too, and I burned myself really badly a couple of times. See? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Cagetronic. Cagetronic. <laughs> if, if the injector gets leak, it gets too clogged and dirty, it'll just drip, and the drip obviously doesn't combust properly, which cuts the oil, which could kill your fucking motor. Right. And I don't want that to happen to you. I As appreciate it. Turns that. out, I think you're fine, but well, you just can't so keep doing that. Right. I, and that's the thing. I think if you, <laughs> the thoughts that you had based on the information that I put out there, which was sufficient, but also limited, um, is, is you had, you know, this, it's so just, I'm so, I've been there because with this goddamn building, I would post pictures of unfinished construction all the time. And every fucking at home architect or contractor or tradesman, you're gonna use the gold screws? Oh my, you can't use the gold screws. Oh my God, you're actually paying those people to use the gold? You can only use this. And then I, what I would do is I would kind of gently go to my contractor and go, hey man, you tell, me about those tell, me about, tell me about these <laughs> screws. And he'd go, are you reading the internet again, Matt? <laughs> Have you been reading things on the internet? Yeah. Have you allowed, he goes, and then you go, do you want me to remind you how much you're paying us? Do you want me to remind you of the years of expertise and, and approvals and permits that go into every nut and bolt in this building? Nah. He goes, or you can listen to a guy who saw a two by two picture mm -hmm. taken from 15 feet away of an unfinished, and, and I was who like- Who knows better? Yeah. Thanks, I'll stop now. So, so, but the dripping with the with the fuel, the seven cylinders thing, I have been talking to Donnie Calloway, my Ferrari guy, the whole time about this, and he pretty much said what you concluded, which is if it wakes up within a very short period of time, which it does. You're fine. It's fine. Right. It's fine enough to, yeah, get, to get it to, to the shop. Right. Well, yeah. you don't want to do that long term because no. you're going to wind up with fuel, as you have. You're going to wind up some f fuel in your oil. What I would do is change your oil and send a sample to Blackstone Labs. Mm -hmm. I am not sponsored by them because no, I'm not them super Jew like you are. I pay for this shit. Um, Blackstone is not so expensive. I'm calling Blackstone and asking them for a cut. Are you literally, if you, <laughs> if you went through the effort if you needed to use Blackstone that often, I do. <laughs> I have seven, six cars that burnt. What that is have your oil. What's your annual Blackstone tab? Is it like is it like over like a thousand dollars? No. Okay. So no, no. so paying cash. But a thousand dollars is what I make in a year. I'm, we're paying journalists. Cash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> paying cash. I Only get your most expensive hobbies sponsored. God, I need like I need lessons from. Think you. this out. I need, okay. Well, I should really teach Jew you. So here's this is the difference between right Rye off, and yeah. Brooklyn, right? <laughs> Jew you is in is, is in Rye, New York. Do you and is in. How to waste all your fucking money is in Brooklyn. It's hilarious. Um, how to get the girls to turn their heads like this when you drive by. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> That's the thing. Musto, like, we have the whole, like, New York crew out here yeah. on the West Coast. And Mike Musto and I are the how to make yourself poor by spending stupid amount of money but having a lot of fun. And you're right. like, I'm going to teach you all how to uh, be rich <laughs> at someone else's expense. Yeah, kind of. Fuck I'm, I'm going to do a show. I'm going to see my dad, and I think we're going to do a show that's like a, a business show. People keep wanting me to do shows sure. with my dad. I think we're gonna, I'm going to try and do it. That'd be cool. Yeah, be I've cool. never done, you know, I, I obviously talk to my dad about what's going on in his career in the moment, but I've never been like, let's take a macro yeah. 
inside the actor's studio look at this That's situation, cool. which I think could be fun. That's cool. I'll bring my dad on the show <clears throat> as a special guest, and we can do an episode on how to be a crazy fuck. That'd be fun, yeah, too. No, we'll wouldn't. see who gets better numbers. I bet the crazy, <laughs> crazy fuck gets better numbers. The problem is it'll wind up being a like, fist fight between me and my dad in the middle of the thing. <laughs> then I'll be arrested for like elder abuse. That'll do well. I got in an argument with Johnny Lieberman about Tesla, and he really, he really hyped that up like fucking Don King. He's like, <laughs> come download the episode where I fight with Farah, which, considering... Let's be honest. I won that argument. If I was him, I wouldn't have hype manned it that hard. <laughs> I'm gonna just shut up. No. I mean, the, 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 the thing about Johnny and me on camera was for Johnny and I genuinely disagree about everything. Yeah. Period, from start to finish, and it worked. But what you guys never saw was off the camera. The arguments would continue, and I won every one of them because it was like me. I'm like fact based nerd, 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 yeah, nerd, yeah. nerd. Even when I was wrong, I was fucking right. Which was about armed. You're armed with the knowledge. And then he's like, but I think, and therefore I'm right. And I'm like, you. Can't do that. That's yes, funny. you're an idiot. I mean, Listen, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that type of behavior myself. But but he definitely does it at a unique level, which yeah. is very funny. That's how you succeed in America, though. You just scream louder than everyone. Yes, else. Yeah. yes, it does. I, yes. Let's look. I can't argue with, with that. the exception we, of Mike Pence. Let's look at everybody in top, and they're just loudmouth assholes. He was just sucking <laughs> Trump off in the bathroom. Mike Pence. Worst. He's the worst. Look, I'll be, I, uh, I, I hate Donald Trump more than almost any human hates Donald Trump. But uh, the one thing I'm thankful for this year is that we did not get President Mike Pence. I, because You know I, what I mean? I, there okay. is a lower low, and that is fucking there, it. I, the last time I was on this podcast, we said something about politics or whatever, and there was a bunch of people who were like very happy that I didn't take any sides. Uh-huh. So I'm going to not take any sides. Okay, don't take sides. But while saying... Fuck Pence. Because, <laughs> because that motherfucker is actually evil and, this is key point, knows how to get shit done. Mm-hmm. So he can actually have evil done. Yeah, yeah. Where Trump, when he tries to do evil, it's just, everyone just kind of points and laughs. Yeah, and like, I, think, I think he's 42 and 1 in court right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, excuse me. Is it 1 in 40, 42? 1 42, yeah. excuse yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. 42 and 1. Where Pence would just have everyone executed. Yes. Yeah. Mother, mother, should Ew. I cut their testicles Ew. off first Ew. and save them? Ew. <laughs> He's got human skins in a closet fucking somewhere. And that he's fucking, yes. You're right. (laughs) I'm scared shitless of that man. He's a walking ghost. My prediction is we're going to actually have President Pence for one day. Trump's going to step down so Pence can can pardon pardon him him? everything. Yeah. Man. I will say one thing. He knows how to fuck with the rules. Yes. The Roy Cohn school of everything. Yeah. Yeah, It's perfect. uh, We're going to stop talking about politics and talk about things that aren't... Um, um, Fine. Inflammatory. Like, f- I hate all fucking modern cars, <laughs> and I hate everyone, everything. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't know if I'll ever buy a uh, like a new car again. I'm really having fun with my old cars only thing. You I'll pre- tell you what. You. You know, being this year has sucked balls for fucking everybody, but you have a lot of old cars, mm-hmm. and hasn't the lack of traffic been kind of nice for you in your old cars? At the beginning of lockdown, yeah, yeah, um, because I was really I was going out just to clear my head for drives. <clears throat> the last couple of months, I've been so busy that I haven't. I think I've probably driven <clears throat> my cars less than I ever have in my life, which is very upsetting. That sucks. You just found ways to fill that extra time with other shit. The work. The, the yeah. Well, like when all of a sudden oh, back then, yeah, yeah. Well, all of a sudden the travel's taken away, and you realize how much time you spent traveling. And over a period of several months, you have now figured out a way to fill that time with even more work 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Just so, to be in the same amount of income. I feel really bad because, you know, the, the Instagram thing is a drug, right? So the Instagram is a brand <laughs> and it's, fuck, did you just give me the Rona? Mm-hmm. That's, I was about to give a. I was about to give it like a warning. This was water going down the wrong pipe. <laughs> no, know. he's pounding vodka at nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, man, um, by this afternoon's podcast, I will be. Yeah, I don't blame you. By the time you're done with this, if you're if you're like snorting lines off this table, I can't I'm deal there, with the, this. Is going this tradecraft farms pet will be done by the time we are. Okay. Um, something something I don't even know. Oh, oh roads, no, so the roads. It, no, we went to Instagram. Oh, so Instagram, Instagram is a is a thing like it rewards you for regularly posting. Oh, I yes. don't play that shit. Like my Instagram feed is just, if I'm doing something inter- interesting, I'm doing something interesting. If I'm not, I'm not going to make it up. I'm not going to be like, blessed. Fuck TBT. Right. So, <laughs> blessed. It, I went from, I usually make about a post a day because there's something to say. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I went like two weeks without making a post mm-hmm. and it it's fascinating to watch how when I do make a post, Instagram's like, oh, 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 so now you want me fucking back? Watch this. And yeah. you can see on the insides, no one sees the post. So it goes There's from not like serving it to 80, 000, 80 to 100,000 people seeing the post sometimes to like 12. And I'm like, really? So then I make three posts in a row, like in the same day. Boom. 40,000 people see each. It's yeah. like, okay, we're good. We're back. Yeah, yeah, But it's such yeah. a fucking bitch. But yeah. the problem is everything I'm doing right now is so inside secret. Embargoed. In, I, well, yeah, embargoed. January, Haggerty is sort of relaunching its YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be, when I say, I think this is the technical term, a metric shit fuck ton of content that we're all producing right now. Yeah, I think I'm maybe doing a show. I've heard that there's discussions with you. But I don't think it's for, for the beginning. I think it's for round two. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. I think you're you're in for season two. So we're yeah, so yeah. starting basically, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but I'm going to. So starting January, basically every day is a piece of produced content plus a news, uh, a news right. feed, which is Daily Driver. I am Thursday. So starting Thursday, January 7th, for the rest of the year, every Thursday, I have to produce a fucking piece of content. Okay. And I don't. I don't, I don't mean, you know me, but what is, I don't do like, Hey, what's up guys? It's me asshole. And I'm in front of this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But are they giving you the resources to produce a piece of yeah. content? Yeah. Okay. So I thought until I started and then I made the promise and I was like, Oh fuck, what did I just sign myself up for? Yeah. But in the interim, I'm pulling my hair out, um, which is a good thing as we go into this latest round of lockdowns, it's, it's good to be busy. But I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on, and I don't want to talk about that yet on social media until it's out. Right. Because I think people don't realize how long, when you're doing a produced show, how long the, the lead time can be from when you're done shooting until yeah. it goes live. Weeks or months. In my case, a lot of it's <clears throat> months because we're trying to bank this stuff because, mm-hmm. again, i got to do one piece a week. Um, so you probably want to be ahead. At the beginning of the year, you probably want to be at least 10 to 12 ahead, right? I love you for saying that. Because I just got shit on by my, my director who's like, what? Stop with this ridiculous thing. My goal is- No, you, so need, to be 10, you need to be 10 or 12 ahead. Because well, if you need to air one a week, you, you, need, to, you need to amortize out. Yep. Because you can really only produce about 0.6 of them a week or 0.7 a week. Because you don't want to work fucking 52 weeks a year, dude. That's not how life works. So you need to be able to actually produce 
uh, you in know. advance. Yeah. So the way it works is we're, it's actually, thank God, not 52 pieces a year. It's 40 because we're doing okay. 10 weeks on and then a four-week season break for each show. Um, it's a big so, difference. Right, but 40 it's a lot. No, a lot. it's a lot. But, but that, the made difference it, it, 40, that took it from like, there's no fucking way I can do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I can get this yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. The difference between 40 and 52 is I hate my fucking life and I hate this job. Yes. That's where, you, that beyond that. Is, yeah, yeah, any worse. So what I did, there's my no goal escape. was by the time January 7th happens, that first season, those first 10 episodes are already shot. Yeah. So as they're launching and we're in post-production and everything else, I can start working on the next batch because I don't ever want to be in a situation where the editor, I'm calling the editor at three in the morning. I'm like, you got two hours to finish this shit. Um, so <coughs> sorted. <coughs> so that, right. So that yeah. means that I can't post anything to Instagram. I have a whole camera full of really good uh-huh. dick pics and really good car content. I'm kidding. That was a joke. You're supposed to laugh. You should. Well, I did. It wasn't even a joke. I assumed. I mean, I have a camera roll full of good dick pics. We all don't do. You? We all do. We all do. And yeah, you know, some bad ones too. Some bad. No, those ones. get deleted. Those are well, yeah, delete those. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Sentiment, I, oh, sentimentality, I'll, really. Okay, we're going to go back to I the GU. We'll go, 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 go right the back to the University. <laughs> oh, don't fucking keep no pictures where you look good, because when you're drunk, you're going to set him out to some broad. She's going to be like, oh, he's fucking ugly. Next. Delito. The best ones feature bagels, actually. <laughs> Speaking of which, is he sponsored bagels? Did no, you sponsor bagels? Cash money bagels. Nice. Okay. And I even pay the Uber Eats tax, too. Shit. Fucking Lee, I know. I'm. What's the matter? You can't start your Ferrari and go pick up some bagels. I have to run the shop. I have to be here. That's the problem with the thing. This is a. There's a very oh, loud noise. Oh, that's um. Sorry. Huh? Tacos for tacos for dinner. There's uh. I'm sorry to the audience. This uh. This is a uh, soundproof room, but we're having our. Uh, we've got this crazy battery tender system they're installing, and they do have to do some drilling. <laughs> so, so apparently, sound occasionally it's there's soundproof, and then there's soundproof while construction is happening. <laughs> They're not entirely the same thing. That I was, I think, a hammer drill. So I or whatever it was, it, it yeah. you can you can you can get a little bit of it. I felt it. In we fact, had it. he kept going, I might have had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite violent. Uh, you guys, we have a new underchair Sibian <laughs> system we're testing out. <laughs> Out here, we're going full Howard Stern. This podcast, I I hope this doesn't. This podcast doesn't launch at nine o'clock in the morning because it's bad enough that we're having this conversation at this time. But people don't want to hear this shit. They don't want to hear about Jason Camis on the chairs are kind of screaming orgasm, kind of Sibian like, aren't they? The chairs are they're a little yeah they're weird until you get used to them, but you're good for your elbows right they're I'm fine I need to do that oh if you're a fucking pterodactyl well you can also spin it around you can do the AC Slater and do the elbows forward can you do like a Doctor Evil spin you can do that you shot me <laughs> right in my arm yes Sorry. basically uh, what's uh, what's happening on the spreadsheet I saw you have your bag do you have the spreadsheet of oh, yeah. every car you've ever does do people do we talk about the spreadsheet. Last time, probably. I mean, it's I don't a think you had it. Theme in my I life. don't think you had it though. Handy. I mean, I can boot up the laptop. You want me to boot up the laptop and you can recite a number from zero to twenty five hundred? I'll yes. tell you what car it is. Yes, I think we'd like to go into because I don't do this. Do you know anyone else that does this? Uh, now that keeps I do. the spreadsheet a lot, of there are every a lot car? of people, like a bunch of people at Automobile and a bunch of people who are now at like Haggerty, saw me doing this and laughed at me and then realized a thousand or two thousand press cars into their career that. It's nice to just go back and jog your memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, usually you can tell, you can say your make model, and I'll tell you a couple of bullet points from my memory, uh-huh. and then I'll always go back and look. And funny, it's, Sometimes it's very often wrong. they're the same things. And then there are other times where I'm like, I never drove that car. Now that I'm at like 15 years and 3,000 cars, there are times I just don't remember. Yeah, um, which is fucked up. Um, but it happens. Well, I mean, it's called your, getting old. Your brain only has so much room in it. I mean, yeah. I. People ask me all the time about cars I drove like seven years ago, 
and I would I would do what I tell them to do, which is like you saw a video of me in that moment describing what was going on. Like it literally doesn't get any better than that. Well, it does if I sit back and think and write about it and have thoughts and data, that would get better. But short of that, if you said to me, Hey Matt, what did you think about the twenty fifteen Mustang GT? stock well, i can I, tell you it was soft too yeah, soft and <laughs> i could tell you that but i but whatever it was i could go they tell they go you know you drove some dude's modified jetta yeah that forget you know, it. what did you think about the shocks on that car i'd go i would go watch, go watch the, video the video again and i would probably tell you right then and there but that's the good and the bad about what we do is our stuff is there in perpetuity mm-hmm. which can bite us forever like if you change your opinion having over an time. orgasm for, well me or having an orgasm from your hammer drill someone will meme that yeah no you also are you know, you're kind of held to a sort of uh, politician-like standard of not being able to evolve your opinion over time. Although a lot of us, there is a trope that is true, which is that you 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 liked the car until the new one comes out, and then the old one was a piece of shit. See, that's that, that that's happens. How, I'm exempt from that because I mostly hate everything. So <laughs> I hate I, a lot a lot of things. I hate openly when they are new. Yeah. So and I mean, that gets you out a lot of a trouble because then you can start yeah. to like it as the industry continues to go to shit. Yeah. And everything gets worse and worse, and you know, well, I hated that to begin with. But actually, it was just ahead of its time, or it was just <laughs> the Pontiac time, Aztec. Yeah. It turns out no. now every no. car is an Aztec, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and it was ahead of its time. It turns out, but it sucked then, and actually, it sucks every now. car is an Acura ZDX now. Yeah, that's. True. I got a ZDX press car when it was new. I hated it. I hated it until I used it on track. <laughs> this is funny. Beaver Run in Pittsburgh. Uh, we were doing, I was doing an Acura TL SHAWD 6MT, so the six-speed all-wheel Holy drive TL. Fucking ac- I know what you meant accurately, but Akron and Batman there. I actually said in the story that it sounded, uh, that whoever wrote the name of that car was a math teacher who was having a stroke in the <laughs> middle of the meeting, uh, versus Audi S4, because it was my theory that actually that Acura would beat an S4 around a track. And Don Sherman from Automobile at the time was like, you're a fucking moron. And I'm like, well, let's do it. I think you're probably right. I think well, we got to the track <laughs> and it was wet. And so I used a ZDX to dry the track for like three hours. And this just did ass out, super handling all the drive drifts for three hours. It was awesome. And by the way, the TL matched the S4 in lap time. So I think like a 10th, Except but, that it actually couldn't do it. We had to pace together two laps because it would last a half a lap before the brakes caught oh fire. Oh, no. Well, how was the ZDX's lap time compared no to the problem. S4? It was, I never <laughs> used the brakes. Just flick it in and let Super Handling All-Wheel Drive sort it out. It was yeah. Uh, I, I actually really liked when I had an RDX recently, and I was like, oh, the RDX is actually kind of dope. Like, don't sleep on the RDX. It That's was pretty good. That's Acura's best product, which yeah, is not I, actually I a high bar, it, but it is its best product. It had really good seats, mm-hmm. a really nice steering wheel. It handled well. It had a great stereo. But the info, you were able to turn the stereo on? It sounded good. The infotainment yeah. is terrible, yeah. but it sounded good. Yeah. Infotainment's right. hard. All right, I'll pick a so, number. number. Let's go with, as one is the, the first car one you ever first, drove. And 2524 is the last one I can talk about. <laughs> okay, so 900. And forty-two. Okay, now I got to scroll all the yeah. way. Sorry, you don't have a quick like a quick finder. I don't. How do you do cell nine forty-two? I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about Excel. My wife no. is the Excel master. Um, I clear about. all notifications. Okay, nine hundred and nine hundred and forty-two. The nine hundred and forty-second car that Jason Camisa ever reviewed. Oh, here we go. Nine forty-nine. This is so clip friendly for the for the 
Yeah, what do you okay. got? Are you smiling? What do you this got? On March 22nd, uh-huh. 2010, uh-huh. I drove 180 miles in a 2010 Suzuki Kazashi six-speed manual. Now, see, that was actually a fine automobile, if I remember correctly. I drove the Suzuki Kazashi, and I thought for the money, it was a pretty nice little car. Okay. What did you think about I remember the Kazashi? it being good. And my comments were... And these are sometimes really profane. And I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to pre-read this. These are I, meant for yourself. Yeah. They're not meant for broadcast. These are not like the Camisa Verdict stupid Instagram things I do. This is like the <laughs> internal, like this fucking, anyway. Okay. A surprisingly nice car. Hey. Period. It's go. fun. It handles well. It's fun to ring out. E-gas slash clutch aren't particularly helpful in being smooth, but the clutch and shifter are pleasantly light for day-to-day driving. E-gas is painfully slow to react. W-O-T and back. So wide open throttle and back. E-gas is throttle by throttle wire. Throttle by wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Watt and back nets you no response. Stereo rocks. Traction is good. Torque steer is well controlled. Biggest asset, the center stack. It combines an unusually modern, attractive design, but with no ergonomic foibles. I'm almost done. In fact, it's the very model of usability from the fast-reacting radio tuner controls to the simple HVAC settings. Bravo on that, and the backseat is quite nice. Apparently, I got laid in the back of a Kazashi, but hey. I mean, that sounds like the Kazashi's a pretty nice car. Yeah. Yeah. The so one you, I drove was an automatic, and it was all-wheel drive, but I agree. I think in hindsight, I agree with, agree with your points. When I drove it, I was like, if they can make it, th- the company can survive, and they can build more cars like this, this mm-hmm. is nice. I remember when I saw it for the first time, <laughs> uh, I was at Automobile. This was back then, and we had Robert Cumberford, who did the by design column. Uh-huh. And Robert is the most curmudgeonly old curmudgeon you've ever met, and I love him for it. So I, we were at Pebble Beach. I saw the car, and I'm like, get the fuck out. This thing is great looking. Yeah. So I ran and got him, and I'm like, Robert! He's, is, at the time, was 174 years old. Um, and I'm like, you got to walk a mile over here to see this Kazashi. And he's like, why the fuck would I? do that Jason and I'm like but it's great looking and he saw it so he did he walked all the way over there and even he had to admit like it's a handsome little design it was nice I think it was like maybe $22,000 or something when I drove it was good All right, I like this game how about I'm gonna go older how about number well I can't just not do it 420 let's go that's as good a three digit number as any Oh, wow. Okay. 420. January 22nd, 2007 to 2007, GMC Acadia, 35 miles. <laughs> 35 miles is your loop, right? Isn't your minimum loop th- a 35-mile loop from your house? I think I've heard you say that before. It's about a 30-mile loop that I that I will do on most cars. Uh-huh. I don't know what... I, this might have been when I still lived <laughs> you, in Michigan. Did you just write no comment? No comment. <laughs> there are times when I'm like... I've, I've definitely written, if you ain't got nothing nice to, nice to say, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. No, this one was... Okay, the GMC Acadia. Acadia. This, I think it was our alter, uh, our long-term car, like a Four Seasons car at Automobile, but this thing keeps getting better. I always forget how fluid and smooth it is and how everything works so well. And I got 23 and a half miles per gallon with a suspected tailwind on the way to the airport. That's 10% less fuel economy than the GTI can muster with 300% more cargo space. Very nice indeed. Okay. That's that to me says... Rent one when you're traveling. Yeah. That's what that says I to use me. that Acadia to tow my E30, to tow my Scirocco. I towed my Porsche 911 to the track. Really? I, yeah, I towed everything with that bitch. But, and yet your review says 35 miles. That How was because that one time that I drove the car. So there were oh. the other ones where, <clears throat> I mean, hold on. So all I have to do Oh, is, wait. Literally, do you make a note every time you take the car out of the garage? No. Oh, okay. No, but if I like, if it's a press car that I drive for, if Uh-oh. I happen to drive the same year make model three times, it'll Got be three it. different... Uh, there are, for the record, a total of nine notes for an Acadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was 405 miles, 
and it says towing. See logbook entries. Pretty impressive at performing its task. Great stereo, fantastic transmission. But I did a total of 725 yeah. miles in that Acadia. All right. This is why the spreadsheet's fucking magic. That's why it works. Yeah. That's why it works. I don't. I. I wish I had the. I don't know motivation. Waste the, of fucking time. Or waste of time. Yeah. Whatever it was, I managed to fill my fucking days with a lot of shit. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't have the. I me don't too. Have the time. All of which is useful shit like this. It useless. is useful. Excuse me. No, no, no. You know useless. what? It is useful. No, it's that's useful. This that spreadsheet is a core function of your nerdiness. One of the one of the guys at Automobile when he first found out about this was like, "This is, we're all going to make fun of you now, but in twenty yeah. years, this is going to be worth yeah. worth a lot." And he's fifteen years later. I mean, become... I, I believe that that spreadsheet will, before the end of your career, become a published book. I'm gonna have to really edit it. I mean, I well, okay. I know well, you guys all think I what? have Books a foul get mouth. Edited, yeah. so shocker. Well, I mean, you think I have a foul mouth? You have no idea. What I don't understand. So notes? why do you think that that's the case? You don't think people have written fucking filthy shit in books before? It's not. It's not that it's filthy. It's that I have a sick, twisted, demented sense of humor, and I like to be offensive. Okay. Um, so I will make comments that would would not pass a politically correct. Well, that's fine. Test. You can tone down some things here and there, but like, I mean, at that point, you'll have a written but not edited book. Fair like, yeah. True. It, somebody's going to have to go through it and get some of the really bad shit out. I'd like but. to publish the Lexus logbook, the Million Mile Lexus logbook cool. as a book, as a little coffee table yeah. book. I think that would be fun. How, where is that car? Is it The car? Yeah. Uh, in Florida with Freddie uh, Tavarish. Oh, okay. I was going to say in Florida. Like all, like all Lexuses. Lexuses. It's in it's Florida. Where, it's like fucking 10 miles from where I bought it. Um, he says he was going to like... I sold it to him for a dollar because, you know, uh, and because uh, I was done with it. And um, he was going to put turbos on it or something. The fuck out. Really? And his audience was unhappy with that. And they want him to restore it. And I don't know if he'll ever get to that or whatever, but he says he's going to restore it. Okay, I'm fine. not sure either of those is the right thing to do, but whatever. Hold on. But I, did I wonder say if, if your he... million mile Lexus is in here. Probably. That would have. When did you drive it? Do you remember? I bought it December of 2014. Um, I don't know at what point in its, in its life you drove it. It was a 1996 LS 400, if you can find by find that. Miata RF. So there's one instance where I said Farah. Miata RF. That was from P. Cody, P. Cody for last year. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you participate in this year's P. Cody? No. Who mm-hmm. did? <laughs> like, like, I don't have notes like, for your million mile oh, That's how unfortunate. Yeah, that sucks. I, I did a burnout in it. Nice. Congratulations. That's on, that's on video. I wonder if that was before or after the replaced transmission. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder. I think it was uh, probably after. I think actually. it was after. It was um, at like 969,000 miles or something. Yeah, the trans was uh, re- rebuilt at like 925. I should go look at the footage because I would <laughs> wonder if it was like right after I did the burnout. I mean, maybe. I, I, I got a... Uh, I got a um, with the rebuilt trans, I got a 50,000-mile warranty on that. So I was really excited that they would warranty anything on a 900-plus-thousand-mile car, that's but they ins- fucking did. That's insane. How I'm very disappointed in myself to not have notes. Honestly, I'm disappointed in you. If you want the logbook, maybe you wrote some notes in the logbook at the time, did Probably you? Probably did. It's I'm, on, in, I'm on video. It was in a Motor Trend yeah, episode. Yeah, the so. logbook's in the lounge if you want to maybe okay. go see if the, go see. <laughs> your notes still exist. Uh, let's let's do another one. How about uh, let's go more recent? How about number two thousand one hundred and twenty? Twenty one twenty. Twenty one twenty. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Twenty twelve Renault Espace two point CD- DCI. 
Nice. In 2016. Is that said, just a rental in Europe, or did you actually go on a fucking press launch or something for that? So that day before, I drove a 911R. So that was oh. the day we were filming the 911R episode for Motor Trend. And so that was your camera car or rental my, car or something? Yeah, our camera guy's dad's car. Which he, we blew a tire in. That was a pain in the ass. But uh, I wrote, we we say so much space inside. The same length as a 911, give or take, but comfy for people with storage binnacles everywhere. <laughs> Super convenient, not quick, but it does almost 200 kilometers, kilometers yeah. from a two liter diesel. Transmission works in the background. Steering is dead. Rides well, though. There you go. That's everything you ever needed to know about a 2012 <laughs> Renault Espace 2.0 DCI. All right. All right. One more. Sure. Uh, Van Halen, 1984. 1984. Oh, these are long ones. This is 2015. Uh, in September 2015, I drove a 2016 Mercedes GLE 63 AMG Coupe. Oh, man. I drove that, too. I remember a lot of things I didn't like about that vehicle. Um, I'm going to show Holy you. Holy yeah, fuck. That's a lot it's of about notes. 500 words. Yeah, so I'm just going to write. You can go a couple highlights. Two last two sentences. This would be a fantastic SUV to live with every day, but it's surrounded by some pretty epic machines. And I note that same day, X6M, mm-hmm. Cayenne Turbo S, mm-hmm. uh, Range Rover Sport SVR. Mm-hmm. So obviously mm-hmm. that was in the middle of a comparison test. Mm-hmm. Um, My experience with the GLE, let's see. I, here's what I remember the most about the GLE. I drove probably the same car was. Is that if you drove it fast enough to get into the traction control, it shut everything down for about two and two a half minutes. full yeah. seconds, <laughs> and it wouldn't come back on until you were pointed dead straight, and only about a second after that. And apologize to baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You can get a half a second back if you're like, sorry, sir, we will not do this again. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Six I just and a half tenths. Poor car. I went to the Mercedes dealership, and I bought a C220 badge, and I- took the C and I turned it left counterclockwise 90 degrees which turned it into a U, U. and I had, I had it say U-G-L-E 63 <laughs> on the back and I did that and it was Johnny was doing a compare with it really it was funny. the ugly 63 AMG and he was it's like a heinous looking vehicle too hideous. heinous Hard. absolutely terrible ugly. it really bothers me about Mercedes product that you have to get the coupe to get the S I had a I had the GLC and I was like, this thing kind of rocks, actually. Yeah. It's kind of an awesome luxury rally machine. Absolutely. Except you have to get the ugly roof to get the horsepower, Stupid. and that makes zero sense. This is what goes on in German marketing meetings. You know, they're, they're like, well, this is only, it must be one compelling reason to do this. And they're always trying to try to extract the last dollar out of people, mm-hmm. but they're leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table by not giving us what we really want. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, that's very frustrating. Eh, what are you going to do? It's a good engine. I, that's that four liter is a monster. The four liter rules, mm-hmm. yeah. The, G, I, the old one in 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 your spreadsheet was the five and oh, a half was the old liter. Five and a half liter. Yeah, but the four liter, which was actually okay. okay. But the four liter is give me the naturally aspirated six two any day. Well, I that understand thing was a that perspective. Monster. But I like the 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 fucking AMG GTR I drove. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is mm, this is very. nice. I've only driven the GTC. GTC is actually the like the best one mm-hmm. for everything because the GTR has got like crazy wide wheels and it fucking. You, know? you you and I, I think we both drove the GT within like a week or two of each other. Because mm-hmm. I remember I did my like Insta review and I'm like, mm, this is everything a sports car is not supposed to be. And you're like, mm, this is everything a sports car is supposed to be. Um, we have different feelings oh, G- on the this. GTC? The GTC. Yeah, you weren't about it? I, look, I am impressed with everything AMG did with it. Like it's, it's objectively, it is a very good um, – it's it, sorry. It's a very good performance. Very yeah. quick. It handles very well. It does everything. But to me, a sports car shouldn't be about pounding the road into submission. Like my my sports car in my stable is a 
is a Lotus Elise, which is the fundamental opposite of of an Android right, GT. right, right. It's light, it's simple, yeah. and it, even that rides well. So I mean, it just skates over the road instead of pounding it, and that just turns into a a, a personal preference thing. Right. Well, look, a Lotus Elise is not a replicable experience in AMG world. It just isn't. They're not going to build anything like no, that. A- Mercedes can't. And so what I really liked about, it's not that the AMG GTC was my favorite driving sports car mm. ever or even of the year, but I think that my tastes have really moved to rear and mid-engine cars because of how they ride mm-hmm. on bumpy roads and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And most of the really high-performance front-engine stuff ends up being too stiff yep. or too darty mm-hmm. or tram-liney. Or in order to get those the handling where you need it and the turn-in where they want it, they sacrifice in other ways. Right. I have, have the GT350R downstairs right now, mm-hmm. which is so fucking good. So good. Except on a uneven 405 freeway where it wants to rip the fucking wheel so out of your hands. What? I agree. I, uh, I'm i with you. I, okay. But in the mid-engine cars, that even in a GT2 RS, that yeah, doesn't happen yeah. because of how the weight works, right? So what I, do, what I think about the GTC is that for a car where the engine is in the front, mm-hmm. it provides a truly unique motoring experience. True. I like you that it has personality. You can only get it from that. Yeah. And it has, it does have a thing. It's, it's a thing. It's got its personality. It is not something that fades into the background right. in the driving experience. Right. And I really right. appreciate that. Like, it's not like, 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 you can tell me, you, Jason Camisa, can tell me how uh, uh, a C63 is different from an M4, is different from a Shelby GT350, is different from a Camaro ZL1, right? But, th- there's a lot, if we ignore build quality and things like that, and we just talk dynamics, it's a lot of nuance. Right. It's front engine, rear drive, whatever. They're shades all, they of, all, it's shades, shades of, of the same right. experience, right? Within that front engine, rear drive experience, I think the GTC kind of stands alone because of how far back you yeah. sit. Yep. And, and I think the view out of the hood and the, and all of those things, um, really make it a, a unique experience. Absolutely. And so that's why I like it so okay. much because they've gone, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's different from what they're doing. Yep. And if you want this type of experience, you can only get it with us. Now that the Viper's dead. Now that the Viper's dead. <laughs> exactly. Because the you know that, dead. right? This, the, yeah, that, it was going to be the Viper. the Viper. And if the Viper survived and became, it could have been fucking cool. Could have been really cool. Could have been. Yeah. It was cool in its own thing if you wanted that experience. I definitely did not. I didn't either. No. I just drove for the show Sorted. We've ended up talking about it. I just Viper that 2,000 horse power. Here's the data for you. 2,000 horsepower. Uh, Calvo Motorsports out of Texas. So it's a 9-liter stroker ACR with twin 76-millimeter turbos, intercooled, and a sequential gearbox. Okay. This thing, we did a 60 to 150 pull in 5.05 seconds. (laughs) And the 100 to 150 was 2.83. I have nothing to say. Dude, <laughs> you shit. fucking late. You get this thing. It doesn't hook up until fourth, right? Yeah. You know, but roll in third. Mm-hmm. And when you when the poo comes out, you don't <laughs> lift and just go <clears throat> into fourth. Mm-hmm. And it goes to full boost now that it's got. And it, and it just goes. <clears throat> and the knee. You've never seen needles go up so fast. Ugh, I, Un, unreal. 
Unreal. I saw that the first episode of that show, and I'm like, this is this this is the <laughs> that car specifically yeah. is everything I don't want. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that people do this kind of stuff. It's Texas in a car. It's the most Texas car that there is. That's kind of true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. That's, yeah, not, not all my Texas. Kind of, not my bag. That's very impressive acceleration. You don't want this car. What you want, though, is 15 minutes in it. I don't even know. No, I, you do. Why would I want to soil my panties? It's an experience <laughs> unavailable. Okay, fair enough. That I Una, can, it's, that. It, because, because you and I are in search of unique experiences. Yeah, but I want them to be good. This is good. Is it good? Uh-huh. No Viper has ever been good. No, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not good for even 30 minutes. I'm talking about 15 okay. minutes. All right, I'll give you I'm talking about burning one gallon of fuel per pole and, seeing, <laughs> and, and, and feeling what it's like to actually have your eyeballs bounce against the back of your skull. From, I, from 100. That's but, so but stupid. Because here's... Because <laughs> Why the fuck do you need... I mean, this is, Why this, do you need... You don't need you it. Don't no need one it. should have it. It's yeah. very dumb. Very, very dumb. But, but it's something that dumb you know, things are fun. Yeah, I like blowing shit up. Yeah, That's I want. I want. It's like getting fucking launched off. Of, I mean, like launched off a battleship. I I bet you it is. I mean, it's a totally unique experience. <laughs> and I'm. And this is from like. It's even compared to like the Venom GT and stuff like mm-hmm. that. This is like way pfft. crazier because it's the because the the sheer violence of two thousand horsepower that actually. Sticks to the you know yeah. gets down is pretty crazy, <laughs> pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, no. fun. I'll, I'll leave that to you. You just do it like once. Be, you do it once and you go okay. I, is it is it scarier than a zero to eighty in my bitch basket? <laughs> Maybe not. I, it probably. Is, I was, probably I've been more safer. scared at definitely lower speeds doing you know yeah. some of those other cars you know that that. I like we drove were a little less sorted and I was a little more scared in that. This thing because of all the wings and shit, mm-hmm. it actually like, you know, it it's it's stable. It sticks. Yeah. yeah, I mean it might get crazy like over, you know, 200, but like But you weren't going there, right? I mean I I personally saw 190. Jesus Christ. I mean the things like yeah. 190 happens so fast. 190 is sure. like Yep. 190. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's crazy. That's my problem with really, really, really fast cars. Yeah. You wind up doing like it just it it's it's like motor like sport bikes. Yeah. Boom, you're there before you even realize what's going on. Yeah. And I just don't trust No, myself. I don't want to own that mm-hmm. at all. But I'm just it's fun that that's a fun day of, of my job is sure. trying that out for fifteen minutes yeah. and going, Oh my god, there's someone who's got that and yeah. uses you know. Someone Although who's... have you driven the seven six five LT yet? No. That one really is, I think, where I haven't driven any um, of the the like real production car that really felt that hairy, and like it really wants to jump out of its own tires. And all of those McLarens, I mean, they are pushing. The if this limits. thing's making less than eight hundred horsepower, I'll be sh- I'd be shocked. I was get I was getting wheel spin at ninety. This is a stock car. You just show up with money. You can lease it. <laughs> and like, it's we're, just so fucking look, crazy. We're in the we're in the home stretch for the internal combustion engine, and it's over, right? We got we got 15 years left, and then it's over. So I'm all for let's have a party, let's go stupid, <laughs> let's go crazy. I am personally though just sick of all of these cars that are just not. They don't even hit their stride until I'm already in jail, arrested, 
and you know, dude. So I made you know you know the road where I like to film on up in the up in the canyons, the road they call Nine Mile. Mm-hmm. I was on you know that road. To, it's the only there's only two roads in this whole area where I can really film the the top tier cars and really get anywhere near it. So the the seven six five and and the seven twenty has onboard tire temperature sensors, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they go from black, which is like to blue mm-hmm. to yellow to uh, uh, red. Maybe red. Uh, yellow is like you're good. If you're yellow, you're on the track and you're you're good. Um, red may be overheated or whatever, melty, but I don't think I, I don't know if I've ever seen that. And so anyway, I drove up this road as fast as I've ever driven up it in anything, probably faster. And I got them to blue. <laughs> I couldn't even that pace in that car. Wouldn't even be fast enough to warm it up on a racetrack. That's insane. <laughs> like, what I, the I, fuck? And so I think back to when we were at Peacody together. You were in, I think, the 992. Yeah. And I was in the Miata. Yeah. And you were moving. Yeah. And I kept up with you. I was sweating, yeah. shaking, <laughs> shitting. I, that thing was ass first through yeah. every single corner. I couldn't stop laughing except for when I was shitting and vice versa. And it was I would much rather be at a 9-11 pace or below working uh, working hard. I mean, I, I, this is my one note. It's thing old man saying. thingy, but I, but, and I'm with you. But the fact of the matter is, in like let's look back. Like, in the 1960s, mm-hmm. Formula One had been racing on the same tracks since World War II. Mm-hmm. There's fucking oak trees and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's trees everywhere. There's no barriers. Right. There's, noth- there's nothing. It's in the fucking woods. And all of a sudden, the cars over a period of a year or two doubled in power mm-hmm. from 200 to 450, 500 horsepower. And people are fucking sailing these things just into the trees. Right. Everyone is dying in the late mid to late 60s in these cars. And that's kind of – and people aren't dying now because the cars are safer. But, like, we're at a point where – the roads and even a lot of the racetracks aren't big, big enough, enough for to these go. kinds of cars. So you and I were just at the Porsche Experience Center that in doing an event that we're not allowed to talk about yet. Um, and I did mention that I the the thing that I did on the show. I didn't give any impressions of. Was I not supposed to mention even that it existed? I don't know. I mean, I posted a picture from there and I didn't say anything. But mm. you and I both drove the same cars. Yeah, and one of them was a 911 mm-hmm. that had a big wing on it mm-hmm. and 700 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Porsche's own track at their own experience center. And I will say, uh, my heart rate hit 179, (laughs) apparently, according to my Apple watch, it was like, yo, great workout. Um, it was everything. I gave that thing pretty much everything I had. Um, and I was up. So it was a lead follow situation with one of their instructors who was in a GT3 RS. Yes. I love Sean. Sean Hayes is a great man and he's a great instructor and I've worked with him several times down there and he's a G and he's made me quite quick at that track. He is very, uh, this is my first time at the track. He was great. It was, he was a great lead follower or driver, a leader because the, the best thing they can ever do is watch you and just never be in your way. Yeah. Um, and we, we drove a whole bunch of different cars and finally the GT2 are the thing I'm not allowed to talk about, which is the, <laughs> the green GT2 RS, um, I won't mention any of the other cars, was finally faster than the GT3 RS that he was in. And there was no question that yeah. I was faster than me in that car was faster than him in that car. I'm not insinuating for a second that I'm a better driver than he was. But there's a lot more. It's 200 it's a, extra horsepower. Yeah, uh, in effectively the same package. Yeah. Um, and we, we had a... 
a, a couple laps, <laughs> we went at it. And the, my overriding impression is this track is like a go-kart track yeah, it's for not a 700 horsepower. There are no tracks that are enough because the problem is you get that to a big track and then you're doing 180 miles an hour in between the corners. Mm-hmm. And straight line speed, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can go really fast in an airplane too. <laughs> it's not fun. So I don't want something to go horribly wrong at 180 miles an hour when I can go in a slower car on a smaller track and have something go wrong at yeah. 71 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, I just think we're just, it's all out of control. Like we thought the 60s and the 70s were like, early 70s you know, were excessive and like this was the horsepower regime. Bullshit. No. That had nothing on the, today's cars. No fucking way. Dude, that's 765 LT. And granted, I've driven a couple prototype style race cars. They've all had smaller engines. They haven't been, they're not the shit people race at Le Mans. Right. This, this like, I, to describe the performance of the 765 LT as like an LMP2 car mm-hmm. is not inaccurate. It, it it accelerates the same fucking squirrely ass way. Like, it's just like, the, it's got a, the, the air brake system. They've, I will say, that is... Because, like, you ever drive a 570 real fast? Yeah. Sketchy. 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 Oh, yeah. Real shady. Mm-hmm. That one may actually have been sketchier. It's kind of my favorite. First year but 570S, real shady. Yep. This, not the air brake on the 765, not only is it, you know, brake, but if you're on it, right, mm-hmm. and you do a lift, it catches. It ca- the, the air brake catches the back end <laughs> when you do a lift, and you can feel the car stabilize, and you go... Oh, I see what you've done. See, here. this is it's I, actually real fucking cool. That's, that's where rad. we are in the yeah. history of the automobile. <laughs> that you need to have an air brake to catch the the acceleration the squat release. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, funny that you brought that brought up the race cars though, because I drove four eight pista, mm-hmm. um, and then I drove that uh, that oh my god, what was the P eighty the P eighty slash C, which was that one off gorgeous P eighty slash C. Yeah, it was the it was a. Is this Glickenhaus? No. no. No, it's a it's an Asian investor. I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about. I don't remember the Oh wait, no, I know you're talking about. It's, uh, it's it was a, the one a off coach for, built. Right, the coach the SP, built. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um and it was this beautiful, absolutely great thing, but it's based on the 48 challenge car, right. not the street car. So I had just driven Pista and I'm like, this thing is unhinged, way too much power. I actually, for the first time, didn't like a Ferrari because it had too much power. I didn't like a, the F8 for the same, same reason. Said it felt like a fucking 458, but with like fucking some crazy fucking right. torque. Like, and it just, it was too much. Like, now. I literally got it sideways when I sneezed in a little sleepy village in Italy. And I, it was, just, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. But then I drove this. Seven maybe million dollar one-off show car based on the challenge car, and I realized not only is it slower in a straight line than the pista, the, the race car. Yeah, yeah. It's also got handling, like it's got grip and brakes and balance and steering that are in line with the amount of power. Mm-hmm. And it was a pussycat. Yeah. Compared to the, yeah. the pista, and I'm like, okay, now we have a problem. <laughs> if the street cars are faster in a straight line than the race cars and harder to handle, right? And yeah. four hundred times harder to handle. I don't want them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like just. I'll take the fucking race car. Yeah. Or I'll take the slow car. It's just too much. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, getting to drive, it's not like I'm not gonna not buy a brand new car because I I don't I'm I don't like that they're heavier or have more tech or I'm not like a straight old man. I only want a key. It's not about that. It's literally like 
the 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 newest cool thing like to buy a cool newer thing like it's give me it's like too much I don't want it I don't actually want any of that. All right, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Fifty thousand dollar budget. You got to buy a new car. What is it? Brand new car. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And it is like an only car situation. It's like a daily driver situation. Yeah, daily. One of the nicest. Well, if it was pure daily, I would actually be leaning towards like maybe like a Kona EV or something like that. Or like, in, like honestly, I like Kona. Yeah, I like that. Kona. Uh, what did I drive? Okay. That what have I driven recently that's like affordable and really good? I mean, maybe still a gol- the new Golf R. Mm-hmm. That would that would. That's like an obvious kind of well-rounded choice that mm-hmm. kind of does everything well. Um, fuck, there's like nothing brand new that I this, want. Thank you. There's That's exactly what I was hoping you'd I come up because my answer would be well, GTI or e golf. I I mean I actually did. I recently E-Golf. drove the GTI mm-hmm. and I, I I made a video called "You Can Always Go Back to a GTI," which is you know I got in and I went oh oh, oh okay. still perfect. This, yeah, except there's some things about it that would keep me out of it. The clutch and shifter are too light, light and numb, and that bothers me a little bit. Okay. Um, but it's a lovely car. The seat is great, steering wheel's great, and the newest MMI was very good, too. Yep. So I have an so, e-Golf, which is yeah. the same car. Just yeah, you're like electric. the e-Golf evangelist. Right. Yeah. And of course, I put Pilot Sport 4S's on it. And yeah, last time you were on the show, we talked about that, about how your findings for that. Yeah, and I read range. your article later. And awesome. then the best thing was that 034 Motorsport, like they saw the post and they're like, you know, we got a rear sway bar that'll make that thing turn. So of course now I have a big sway bar on the back. So I'm ass first and getting no range. It's nice. awesome. Um, Way to ruin it. But right, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. But here, I can always pull off. I can always pull those mods off if yeah, I have yeah. to go drive a hundred miles on one charge. But my point, the reason I asked you that, and I hope, my hope pulling off the mods to drive the extra twenty miles. <laughs> I may have to do that this winter to get the range back so I can use my heat. Get the fuck um, out of no, here. It's not that bad. Um, that, these are not the sacrifices I want to make. For well, any that's why you buy a GTI. Car. That's yeah, why you buy a GTI yeah, instead yeah. of an e-golf. But look, yeah. I, I have seven cars. One of them needs to just work. Yeah. And I thought if I don't have to do a seventh oil change every year, and I have to do any maintenance, whatever. Yeah. And that's a different story. But you don't have to justify your shit to me. Go well, ahead. I have to justify myself to to myself. <laughs> but my point is, you you hit exactly what I was hoping you'd hit. Is right now fifty thousand bucks is a lot of money for anyone. And there's kind of not much. So you have the Johnnies of the world. And, you know, Johnny and I, again, see everything differently. He's like, what a great time to be an enthusiast. And I feel the other way around. <clears throat> I feel like it's a terrible well, that's time. That's interesting. I think it's a, it is a good time to be an enthusiast in a couple of ways, but it's a bad time to be an enthusiast in other ways. So it's a good time to be an enthusiast because, as we just talked about, more street legal speed is available than ever before. So when you say enthusiast, you mean speed junkie. A person who likes cars, just a person who likes cars. A person who likes cars has a pretty big variety of sports cars to choose from. Uh, at a certain price point, admittedly, at it's above at above a certain price point. Right. That's where I, the other place I'm going is is it's at above a certain price point. Unfortunately, right. like the rest of the, uh, the United States, the the one, top one percent keeps getting more and more expensive. Yes. and what's left in the thirty forty thousand? Like okay, Veloster N, love that thing. Nice car. Civic Type R, nice I could, car. I could, if I didn't have to look at it. GTI. Nice car. Miata, too expensive for what it is. Yes. BRZ. Also, don't, don't Kind know. of. Uh, okay, the new one. Haven't driven it. I have. Remains we, to be seen. I was in it. Were you? Um, I, yeah, I got to ride around a, a track with it. Oh. And I don't need to. I did, of course, I have a spreadsheet. And I did the calculations, and I have the numbers. And it will be as fast as a an ND2 Miata in, at every speed and every gear. Okay, so, well, that's good. So it's now been fixed. Okay. So I think we have that. 
Did it have a dead spot in the middle of the river? It does range? have a little bit of a. It does. Door, yeah, but it's it, it's a five foot pound drop instead of a fifteen, and oh, it's okay. over just a t- it's effectively nil. Okay. Um, so, but that's it. If you think back, uh, so I just did an and uh, one of my my new show called Revelations. Reve- uh, um, Who's naming this shit? Me. Okay. Because I actually <laughs> my my buddy called it uh, Revelations: Untold Stories of the auto, of Automotive Legends. That's oh, what, that's, so you're that's ripping off Vinwicky too, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. this kidding. I, I there was previously called Spotlight, and I wasn't going to call it the same thing, mm-hmm. but whatever. I just did it on the BRZ and. Part of that whole thing was calculating out this, you know, acceleration and every gear and whatever. But the other thing was thinking back to all of the cars that we used to have that were fun and affordable and have gone away because right. everything has gotten too big, too heavy, too fast, too expensive, too right. whatever. Um, and if you start thinking about, you have. I miss the 2000 Civic SI. Right. Very much. Right. And obviously everyone else does because some fucking guy paid 50 G's for one on Bring a Trailer that was nice, but not That's that right. nice. Um, so. If I look, if I just off the top of my head compiled a list, and I'm going to give this to you George Carlin style, mm-hmm. where he always did those amazing lists. Great cars that are no longer cars with us. that we used to be able to afford. <clears throat> Mazda RX-7, Nissan 240SX, Mitsubishi Starion, Chrysler Conquest, Mitsubishi Eagle, Eagle Talon, Honda CRX, Prelude, Del Sol, Integra, AE86 Corolla, Ford Probe, m- m- Probe, Mazda MX-6, Mazda MX-3, Hyundai mm-hmm. Scoop. Hyundai Tiburon, Volkswagen Scirocco, Volkswagen Corrado, Isuzu Impulse, Nissan NX, Nissan Pulsar, Nissan Pulsar NX, Toyota Celica, Toyota MR2, Pontiac Fiero, Nissan Pulsar, Subaru XT, Mercury Capri, and Mercor XR4T fucking I. We have gotten so fucking spoiled by bitching about things like the BRZ that why doesn't it have a nicer interior? Why doesn't it have a turbo on it? Why doesn't it have this? Well, then it would be 50,000 bucks. And you know what costs 50,000 bucks? A three series. A Mark IV Supra. And you know what the Mark IV Supra did for the Supra brand? Put it, put it in the toilet. Killed it. Yeah, because no one could afford it. So I just, I, I think back like, oh, it's a great time to be an enthusiast because whatever, blah blah blah. Think those are just the coops. Forget about the hatchbacks. Yeah, Forget, those are just the coops that are all gone now. And I think the '80s and '90s gave us a lot more selection of like an affordable car that you can drive. So your choice was Golf. That's effectively my choice. Or Kona yeah. EV. Yeah, whatever. The next step no, up is a yeah. Tesla Model 3 or a Tesla Model Y. I know. And that's it. I know. What else there's, are you going to buy? There's not a lot. Veloster and Civic Type R, I'm probably forgetting something that I'm going to regret forgetting. In, the, in like the $40,000 range? In the 25 to like. I mean, you can get, you know, oh, I mean, Mustangs and Camaros. Yeah, oh, Mustang and Camaro, obviously. I mean, those are. But, but I, I'm not getting a four-cylinder one at either of those. Fuck no, that. I'm so, not either. But V8, either one of them, absolutely. But um, that's it. It's pretty minimal. It's it's it. So yeah, as Ford a, hatchbacks were nice, and they're dead. Yep, they were so much fun. Um, which I hate saying because Johnny has a Fiesta. That means I'm being nice to Johnny. Totally kidding. Last Johnny, I loved my Fiesta ST. I should have kept it. They were great. Yeah, shitbox in all the right ways. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're eventually a really low mile clean one will be worth a lot of money because yep. every single one will be beat to shit and yep. falling apart. Absolutely. Which is as it should be. As it, I was say exactly. <laughs> it's exactly as that it is should righteous. Be. It should be, they should all be wrapped around trees except for like seven of them which will become collector's items. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just feel like under like a hundred grand which is a lot of money yeah, you know, then you start to get into like that seven eighteen spider I drove. Holy! Oh, the shit. yeah, yeah, it's good. Fuck the, me! Do you I, have the blue one? The, the blue one? Uh, I don't remember what color it was. Yes, blue. Yeah, um, very, very. I good. actually almost cried driving. It was my car. very nice. It was the day they had announced the twenty thirty five end of sales of internal combustion engines in California, and I was like, "Yep, 
doesn't matter. Don't give a shit. And then I went out for a drive on the back road, like this crazy drive from the back roads. And I had a moment where I'm sideways at the top of third gear, which is a very high rate. That's of speed. a very at high speed. At least 27 miles an hour. Shut 114 up. miles an hour. In that on a car. track then. <clears throat> Definitely on a track. And I just had this moment where I collected it, slammed off the limiter, quick, shifted quickly into fourth and kept going. And I had... Sorry to say, yacht rock radio playing. And so really good music. And I just had a moment where I'm like, I thought to myself, oh, what a great day to be alive. And then I thought, what kind of a nitwit asshole stupid fucking thing to say, you moron? Like, who says that? And then I'm like, wait a second. This is all going away. You know. And I had a moment. I mean, yeah, okay, look. I'm sure eventually they will transition away from it. But the problem with these... This this thing in twenty thirty five it's going to go away. Is that gets you the headline today? But then when they realize that the project's not really that feasible at the pace of construction and all this shit, and then they walk it back quietly two or three years later, it ends up on page seventeen not of the this fucking time. paper. And you know why? Why Germany's twenty thirty, France is twenty thirty, UK's twenty thirty. It's all happening. So the, the, the what got us the headline was saying 2035 for California, rah, rah, rah. But it was meaningless because half of the rest of the world will be there five years earlier. Well, so where is the, where's the investment in the infrastructure now? But they better be doing it. There's well, no Electrify America. Look, look at what Tesla does. Private companies. Oh, God damn it, dude. Please. You know how hard Gas it was? Gas stations are private companies. Bro, do you know how hard it was for me to put two Two little measly level two EV chargers in this building, and, and how long it took to do that? They're because of the fucking grid. I'm only, they'll only give me a certain number of fucking amps for the whole building. The building. Yeah. yeah. No, that that is going to have to happen. But but you can't say it won't. If we, you know, how often here. I see these fucking these chargers with like giant generators kind of hidden behind that. shrubberies over behind them. Oh, I don't see. Well, I live in a different yeah geographical area. I mean, mindset wise too. But if we can can as a human race suck dinosaur juice out of the ground, refine it, and have a worldwide system of distributing it where you can never go more than a couple miles without seeing yeah. a station where you can pump dinosaur juice into your car. Yeah, we can run some fucking cable. I believe no, no, we can. However, we're gonna have to. However, it that involves like don't forget like the 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 dino juice. It's 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 trucked. It's trucked no, to yeah. the stations and then dropped it, you know, and then poured into the ground yeah. with tanker trucks. Like, they're, you know, they need to fucking dig up the whole goddamn city to do this. Yeah, yes. Like, seriously? Well, they, yes. They need to dig up the entire city. Well, guess fucking what they city. did? They did once before. Dug up the whole fucking city to, to make the city in the first place. And we, well, as in Americans, California, we had a, you know, we in LA, you know, there, there was a fucking streetcar system here. Mm -hmm. And the city sold the system to General Motors and Firestone, who ripped Shut it out because they off. wanted to fucking have buses, yep. GM buses with Firestone tires. Here's like, my point, though. It's. Well, we're going to have to figure this shit out. I'm not saying it's easy, but the rest of the world is shutting off their development. Every car company has announced their current, basically, their current generation of internal combustion engines will be their last. That's it. It's over. I think that's going to be a real struggle. For if right. they don't, I mean, immediately, 
took me four and a half years to put up one fucking little building in this town. You're talking 15 years and you can't buy a gas car? Get the fuck out of here. You can't buy a here. new gas car. And you can't buy a new gar- gas car in California. But the, it's, this is the beginning of the end. I, I'm, I, I, okay, fine. I agree. But it's the timeline is absolutely ridiculous given the reality of what it takes to do any kind of infrastructure work in the state of California. I agree, but they, they made the fucking rule. Like I, I, I just did infrastructure work in the state of California. I can tell you, it is an utter and complete clusterfuck. I'm shocked that working <laughs> with any government is a, a disorganized clusterfuck. But, so if you're talking about a major infrastructure change mm-hmm. with a deadline of 15 years from now, they but, need to be doing this like. But yesterday. remember that the average car on the road in the country is 12 years old. So my guess is the average car on the road in California is something like 15 or 16 years old. So. In 15 years, the average car on the road will have been sold today. So we got, it's going to be, it's not like all of a sudden gas is going to dry up and we're going to have to switch to EV. But from that point on, new vehicle sales in the state of California and other states are going to follow will have to be electric. So I, that's the light switch. Where I predict they walk that back or push that deadline out in a couple His, years, history nice is and on your quietly. Side. History is on your side because yeah. they've walked back so many other regulations. Yeah. But I think five years is actually behind Europe anyway. And when Europe and China... Are, are setting the stage. Car companies are not going to develop cars specifically for the U.S. market. And also, do you, like, what happens then to, like, the fucking, um, like, the chicken tax, like the fucking loopholes for these giant trucks? I mean, is it going to be no passenger? This is passenger. Yeah, so now, yeah, so, what is, so what's an F2, what's a fucking super duty? They you know are, what I mean? Like, no, they go, they go to, like, 50% mix, I think. Yeah. There's there's a step-down program, and I read the California document, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I don't think, first of all, fuel cell vehicles can be part of that, which I don't believe in. Um, they are technically zero-emission vehicles, mm-hmm. so even if you, I think you can actually even, you might be able to even do a hydrogen combustion engine. There are, there are always going to be loopholes. But at the end of the day, this signals a change is coming. And I'm right. not saying it's going to be easy. And I'm not saying we're even going to be on time. But where we've had plenty of other legislation in the past that's like, oh, we have to get to zero emissions vehicles. We have to do right. PZEVs and whatever. And all of it was walked back this time. And, or CAFE. All the CAFEs always done and then walked back. They all- yeah, Yes and no. Look at the 75 like catalytic converter regulations. If you go back and look at... Car magazines from 1972. You want to kill yourself? Go read a, a car and car and driver cover to cover from 1972. They're like, we hate life. This fucking Cadillac is eight horsepower. It was horrible. It was a terrible time to be alive. And um, and they were all saying it can't be done. It can't be done. There's no way we can re- reach these cafe regulations, and there's no way we can get the emissions regulations. And my favorite story was. I think it was Chrysler and GM were suing the EPA, saying this is never going to work. And Honda, Mr. Yeah. Honda himself. Yeah, I remember. The took, CVCC exactly. with no cat. Yeah. Right. But look, you, I, I understand your point. But what I'm saying is that EPA change, mm-hmm. r- what that meant was EPA writes a fucking piece of paper. Here's our new law. And now the ma- it's on the OEMs to change. To figure it out. To change, right? So admittedly, it's on the OEMs to develop EVs. Right to develop the cars, but there's also an infrastructure that has to happen at the same time. The EP, yeah, in 1972, gas stations didn't become not gas stations. So right. gas gas stations in 1971 and 1973 were fundamentally the same, and there's you know what I mean. Yeah. So but also, 
Okay, and not that there couldn't be. Human, I mean, God, would I hate to see fucking mobile get incent more incentives from the government to transition away from the fucking incentives they've already right. fucking scammed out of us. You know what I mean? But like, I get, and I I'm not saying that it isn't possible mm -hmm. to build fucking chargers and to. But what I'm saying is, it this initiative doesn't just require private businesses to abide by new regulations. It requires the fucking state and the federal government and the city to allocate a, an unheard of amount of resources to changing how our entire road and energy transfer system is set up. You're right. And so did the interstate system. The Dwight D. Eisenhower interstate system was an unheard of, unprecedented blah, 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 blah. There have been so many times through history where we've said this has never been done before and we've managed to do it. You are totally right in that this requires coordination between government organizations. How long did it take to build the interstate system? Like five days. It was super quick. <laughs> Some motherfucker was like, there, and they knocked down a bunch of houses. But you see my point. Is yeah. that, like, we what have, was the corporate tax rate where they built the fire? 149%. <laughs> but I, I I think, you know, when you start to think about people charging at home, which is the primary method of people charging, you, it eliminates it. We don't you don't get gas at home ever. Right. So an, an EV, if three quarters it's of the great if you own a home, home or rent a true. house, it's not so great if you live in. You know, what's going to happen. All apartment buildings with park, parking underneath are going to be required to have a stall. Which well, means now you going to have to put. power. Yeah. In. Now yeah. you end up with a. Yeah. Now, like I. I, they'd have to run like some other, I don't even know how, if I, if all of a sudden their rule came in and said, Matt, you, you need to have eight chargers now or whatever the fuck, or if I had an old apartment building, holy shit. Yeah. And, the, and you'd go, listen, they gave me 300 or 400 amps from the city. I built to the maximum there. Like where exactly do? does that yeah. energy come from? No, you're right. It's going to have to be a coordinated <laughs> yeah. effort with the power company yeah. where they're going to have to be able to supply. Like I have a house. It's a small house, but I have a hundred amp service, and that's it. That's terrible. That's it. It's really bad. I would like bad. to plug in a hot tub, <laughs> but what's yep. gonna happen? A dryer, hot tub, and car charger. You know what you need to get? You need to get one of them hot tubs that have the little the coil. Have you seen the campfire hot tubs? Yeah, exactly. You ever see that shit? The electrocution awesome. hot tub? No, no, no. The one oh, with the little gas thing. The one where you it's it's a tub, mm -hmm. and there's a copper pipe comes out of the tub, and oh, it makes a the big campfire. coil, and you build a campfire yes. under it, and it yep. just fucking self does. That's perfect awesome. for, for the environment. The most environment. <laughs> Responsible burn wood. <laughs> well, you can do it where you do a kerosene. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> kerosene Look, fire. I don't give a shit. As long as I'm in a hot tub all winter, I don't care. Uh, what I can People do People in hot tubs don't typically care about the environment. This is what I'll do I will charge the e golf at night off peak, and then I will use the power in the e golf's battery to, to heat the hot tub all day, and then I'll never drive it again. It'll just be there as a reserve battery. It's just the battery own. on tires <laughs> on Michelin Pilot Sport 4S's. <laughs> They're really good tires. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys, it handles really well. Like, really? Can we drive it? No, no. it's dead because uh, we were in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> hot tub's at 104. <laughs> Car's dead. Car's got one foot of range left. Yeah. Uh, no, look, we're we're in for a challenging time. Yeah. In the next, but again, it's not over. Like 15 years from now is the scheduled end of sales of these cars. Yeah. But the average car on the road is 15 years old. So we, it's a 30-year timeline, and I think that's doable. I think we don't have a choice. We're going to run out of gas. You know, so I think it's really interesting. The regulation and the actual, uh, like, the, 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 the people who are buying EVs because they want them mm -hmm. right now. And I don't want to – guys, I like electric cars. I think they are enjoyable to drive. And if they fit your lifestyle, you should buy one. I'm going to okay, back up just slowly say that? so the bullets don't I'm just, hit me. I just, like um, – 
I just think the adoption rate is still pretty low. It is pretty low. It's but, pretty low. But look at the economic reality of this, right? So I bought an e-golf. Sticker price was $33,000 on that car. I bought my mom a 1.8 turbo automatic Wolfsburg Golf mm -hmm. with effectively the same equipment level. Mm -hmm. And I paid 21000 for it. You're not going to pay. No one is going to pay a 50% premium to only be able to go 125 miles right. on a charge. And, no, and you know how long would it take your mother to spend $10,000 in gas? A long time. A long time. time. Right. So the economics of the situation don't make sense now yeah. for traditional automakers. Tesla's it does. Um, I think I'd rather have it. First of all, I'd, let, me, let me say, I would rather drive a Tesla Model 3 every day than any other car in that class with the possible exception of a Julia. But actually, I would take the, I would take the Model 3. I would take a Model Y over all of them, which is fucked up. Because I haven't it's driven a Y, but I can understand. Like it's a three, but It's better. a three with a taller roof. Yep. I'll better ride, and yeah. it does some, some stuff better. So I would rather drive these things every day, but they don't make economic sense for most people yet. Mm -hmm. But look at that. The price differential is coming down and down and down and down. Yeah. And it, 15 years is a long time. 15 years from now, I think we're going to see. The other thing is the car companies are lazy, and they don't innovate unless they need to. And so you have Agreed. two driving forces. You have competition, which is what the other guy's doing, and that's what the Germans do so well and so poorly, which is Audi, BMW, and Mercedes chase each other in circles. <laughs> but they're in this circle, and they're doing this. And Tesla's like, watch this, motherfuckers. Boom, uh -huh. over here. So now all of a sudden, Tesla's the target. But those two, three guys are so busy chasing each other that they can't get there. They can't even think about that. Mm. The only other thing that drives market change is legislation. It's the only thing that ever got us fuel-efficient cars. It's the only thing that ever got us catalytic converters. I mean, these, the government was being fought by the big three against emissions controls. And I get it. It was sapping power. It was costing yeah, yeah. them money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Look at where we are. Because of those fuel economy regs and because of that, everything's got a downsized turbo, 5 million horsepower, fucking awesome shit. Hey, it benefited us. I, uh, I completely understand. And again, I like electric cars. And I think if LA was full of electric cars, our neighborhoods would be quieter and all that kind of stuff. The only thing I'm saying and you even kind of agreed is, I think their timeline is really, really stretching it, considering they're making big proclamations, but boots on the ground, there's fucking nothing happening. Yeah. Oh, look, we may wind up in a situation where I can't <laughs> plug in my e-golf during the day because PG, like we're having a brownout because my there neighbor plugged in there. rolling brownouts yeah. this it, year yeah. in this city. There were <laughs> rolling brownouts by me, yeah. not, not brown, blackout. They turned me off for days. Because of the fires? Well, because of the fires, but also demand in the summer. No, let me tell you something. Where I live, no one has air conditioning. So I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What is wait the demand? A second. I don't fucking know. Everyone's watching Netflix. Everyone, Netflix. <laughs> demand. I'm sorry, sir. The demand is exclusively 80 inch OLED TVs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. So we're in trouble. I yeah. mean, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's I, an exciting I, future I, though. Yeah, and I the, I the electric cars that I drive. Typically, I enjoy them. There's not many EVs I drive where I go, this was fucking terrible. Mostly, you're right. And things like, for example, the i3 or the Bolt are terrible, awful, hideous cars that happen to be electric. And the reason so many people like right. them is because of the powertrain. Right. If you put a gas engine in a Bolt, people it's, like, it, it's another It's like a worse box. fit. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to like the Bolt fucking go, so badly. And then I drove it and I was like, oh, you guys. Great powertrain. Great. <laughs> what have, what have you done? There. Yeah. So done? I, I look at I look at these EVs and I say, if you don't get it yet, go and drive a Honda CRV mm -hmm. and then go drive a Tesla Model Y. 
we have when you're merging onto the freeway in that CRV with that wretched that one five is so bad it sounds awful. It's oh the CVT as you're mooing your way up a hill, barely accelerating to freeway speed. And then you do it again in the Tesla and you're silently, or an e-golf, or even a slow EV that's silently accelerating at twice the rate, you will say, we have found a better way. Yeah. And as much as I want a manual transmission screaming natural aspirated fun thing for transportation, we've found a better solution. I totally agree. I totally agree. And that leaves more gas. I prefer commuting. uh, Yeah. I prefer commuting in electric cars when when applicable. But and more gas for the 328. Barring that, I will drive my old shit. Yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Old shit always wins. And I, I, I'm I, excited for the electric Ford, the Mach-E. The Mach e. Name is the name. The Mustang brand applied to this is a mistake, but whatever. They did this once before with Mustang 2, and it didn't bite them in the ass for 30 years or anything. Did it? <laughs> no. Bronco 2. Bronco What? Bronco uh, 2. That was Mustang a, that was 2. A hit. <laughs> Fucking morons. But what, whatever. They had Galaxy. Mm-hmm. They had fu- they had fusion. They had Futura. They had Futura. Yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. No, dumbest thing ever to put the Mustang Fun. name on that. But, but at fail. the end of the day, I'm excited for the car. I am, but I'm concerned. I drove the Aviator. Mm-hmm. Have you driven the A the hybrid Aviator? Is that in your notes? I don't. I I think it was a regular non-hybrid Aviator. Okay. It was probably look better. Look look for it because the hybrid system in the Aviator, on so America, on paper the mm-hmm. numbers were great. Big torque, flat torque curve, you know, big big peak power number. It was like 500 horsepower or something. The tr- the way it went back and forth from electric to gas was a complete fucking disaster. disaster. And it they it, the the three five motor. I suspect I don't. I'm not an engineer, but I suspect they left the same turbos on it as it always had, mm-hmm. and they didn't. So now you've got this torquey battery plus the torquey turbo. Mm. So when the fucking engine came at 2,500 RPM, I was like, whoa! Yep. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this thing doing? Yeah. It didn't have a higher power band. This is Ford's problem lately. I just had a Escape uh-huh. that had the worst powertrain calibration of any car ever. Really? Like, I, it was one of these, like, you get on the gas, nothing happens because modern cars. This is a hybrid, Escape hybrid? No, just a regular oh, EcoBoost 2.3. It was a f- two-liter. Monster! It was so fast. So, but um, you get on the gas and nothing, and then it starts to accelerate, starts to accelerate, and just you hear the turbo go, <laughs> and just as it's starting to spool up, it sh- it uh, the torque converter locks. So you get a half of like a, a shutter, and then you're out of the boost. And then as soon as the boost comes, <laughs> starts again, it shifts, and then it's back out. And the shift is like a ba bam clunk, oh and you're like, God. what the fuck? Just driving along. <laughs> And the problem is, like, you can have a jerky transmission. That doesn't really bother me all that much. But the engine is, to the credit of the noise, vibration, and harshness engineers, silent in that thing. So what you have is a silent jerk-off, basically. (laughs) You don't know what's coming, when, how, and whatever. If you listen really close, you hear this... As it's constantly dumping That's a very boost, good going noise. That's well, good. yeah, thank you. It's a literally good. The turbo's like, oh, you want boost now? Oh, fuck, no, sorry. And then the transmission's like, oh, hold on, we're about to get, we're, we're gonna get boost, we're gonna get boost, we're gonna boost. Oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, shift! <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And it was just Ford's. Powertrain calibration as of late. Oh, no, man. that's not good. Well, the GT350R I have downstairs is calibrated pretty that's good. That thing. When I drove the, uh, not the Jewel, the Stelvio, mm-hmm. Alpha Stelvio, front drive, the two liter gas one. Ooh. Fucking 
I haven't had turbo lag like this since like the fucking 930 right. turbo. This thing spooled at like 4600 RPM and then and redlined, at 4700. And yeah, redlined at 58, right? So you'd hit the gas and a zero to 30 was like two minutes, four and a half <laughs> seconds. And then 30 to 60 was like one. Yeah. So it was like the zero to 60 in five seconds. But like all if of you it tried to the... merge into a like you're going to nah. die. You're going to get. And then it fucking blew the front tires <laughs> off because it had a really tight diff. <laughs> and just like <laughs> you go. Oh, this is what I want from a compact crossover. Yes. <laughs> See, I had a Tiguan recently with uh, front wheel drive. And I'm like, I don't think you realize, like, thank God they programmed the little traction control light to never light up unless like, you're like rolling it. Um, like, didn't realize that car is consistently at the limits of the front tires in normal driving. It's just spinning the front tires the entire time, all filtered out, thanks to the electric power steering. You feel nothing. You hear nothing. You roll the windows down. You, you turn around, there's it. like strips. Everywhere <laughs> you go. The idea of a torquey, turbocharged, front-wheel drive, tall SUV is the dumbest That's thing hilarious. in the world. That's why when you drive a Model Y, you're like, we found a better way. Yeah, I understand. I definitely understand. When people say they buy Teslas or rent lease Teslas, I get it. They're I such do. assholes, but they're right. Man. Well, <laughs> they're 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 definitely right about certain things. A lot of people I mean, first off, I think being first to market with an EV and being associated with EV like you know, the the thing I like about EVs is available from basically all the nice EVs. For the most part. The thing you like, meaning the instant powertrain response, the instant powertrain, the silence, the smoothness, that kind of thing. That's available from Taycan, iPace, Mm -hmm. e-tron. Tesla has whimsy, which Mm -hmm. other companies don't have. They take themselves way too seriously, and I think there is definitely something to be learned from that level of whimsy. That's a good point. I think that's what my wife liked about the the Tesla. You can make the turn signal sound like farts. Yes. I mean, that's... But it's it, it's that thought process that permeates throughout the entire car. The whole idea that it can do the, the Model X can do the Christmas right. thing. Da, 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 da. It's whimsy, uh, and people everywhere. are into that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not personally what I want out of my car. Mm-hmm. I want my car built by serious people. I'm a Tycon man. If I had, if really? I had to. 180 miles is a long walk home. <laughs> I personally drove a Taycan 4S 300 miles on a charge. You did. And I did not try to do it. I just fucking I set the cruise right range. and went to Palm Springs. Like, I'm okay mm-hmm. with I, for To me, like, I don't, I, to me, one if you get it, if it's over 200 real world, like, I'm You're all right. I'm all right. Account. I'm all right. That to me means, like, I don't have to fucking sweat every day. Yeah. That's pretty much all it means. My 83 me. mile e golf was not enough. That's not 125 enough. 125 mile is is enough as my seventh car. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but yeah, you're right. Over 200, you're, you're over close 200 enough. is pretty. It's pretty fucking good. That's you know, you so that's the problem with the Taycan. It's got no back seat. Yeah, I mean, there's there's oh no, there's other with that car. There's there's like, of course there's not. It's not. I'm not saying it's perfect yeah. car, but but I'm just saying that so many people. Because Tesla was the first mm-hmm. and is has the most volume, you know, in the in that luxury EV space right now, that it's a lot of people's first experience with a car, and they give credit to Elon for everything that all EVs are. Oh, interesting. You point. know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, 
Like other EVs feel a lot of ways as awesome as Tesla's. Right. Like just not, you know, they don't have as much like. It's a perfect whimsy. example of just how dysfunctional the traditional car companies are. Yeah. That all these new Rolls Royces and Bentleys are coming out that they're not, especially Rolls's, are are not electric. You're like, remember when Rolls the made the electric Phantom concept, and I went, that's, that's the future, right? Right, fucking so let's, there. Let's think about this: a sedan <laughs> that's six thousand pounds. Wait, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> that, that's as high up as a fucking Range Rover. So yeah. obviously. Sandwich battery under the floor, yeah. not a problem. And it's quieter that way, too. Yeah. So it's quiet and smooth. And by the way, who the fuck is sitting in the back of their rose, their Phantom on a 700-mile journey <laughs> with their poor chauffeur up front? Just the chic you know. from Cannonball Run. <laughs> He's in his plane. That's yeah, the no, thing. Yeah. So this, it, like, the fact that these guys didn't pick up on the fact that the traditional car companies didn't look at Tesla and say, you know what, people with money are buying this shitbox because you know they were not built well. Yeah. This shitbox from an unknown company that has a couple of whimsy things. We should be doing this for Rolls Royce and allow that technology to trickle down into for the rest of the BMWs, yeah. for example. Because they could charge a fucking fortune for it at Rolls Royce. Yep. You know it's what I mean? perfect for that car. Make that just... shit like Art Deco EV. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, Go they're... fucking Gatsby with it and Absolutely. charge millions of, literally millions, millions of, of dollars. dollars. And people would be lined up to pay for it. Yeah. And that's the thing is when you look at those, the reason why people idolize Elon and Tesla is it's because they recognized the people who were sitting there with $1,000 bills going, please give me something different. Well, in Leno, I remember... So vividly, Leno saying on somebody's show, maybe his own, maybe someone else's, years ago, and maybe even he said it to me. He said, "You know the the fucking he goes the fucking Prius. This was like right when the Tesla came out. He goes the Prius. He goes rich people will drive these egg shaped shit boxes around yeah. so that other people in L.A. see them as being environmentally conscious. Yeah. And he's like the first person to sell these people." You know, a six-figure environmentally conscious car is going to make all the money in the world. Yep. And guess how long it took the traditional automakers to even pay attention? They all laughed at Prius. Okay, so did we. It sucked to drive. But, you know, it took 10 years for any of the, for example, the Germans to take that car seriously, by which point it's already outdated. Because now everyone's obviously buying Teslas. If you want to be environmentally conscious, Prius, it burns gas. You heathen. <laughs> Peasant be gone. My friend loved his Prius. I, friend, loves I had Prius. a friend who got at least the Prius for $220 a month and for and his got LA 55 car. miles per gallon. He never fucking loved it. Never changed the oil. Didn't give a shit about nope. anything. Yep. Cor- exactly Big correct. Big sidewalls. Floor full of trash. Yep. Dog hair. You can <laughs> run over dogs. They don't, no fuck. one feels it. Dog's fine. And it smelled like fish. You <laughs> went fishing a lot. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. Not a Prius? Not literally, like, he, he would bring the bring the fishing equipment back into the Prius when he was done fishing. I was going to say, because you fill the Prius up with <laughs> yes. you go fishing in you it. literally turn it into a fish yeah, tank. That's, that's also with the salt water. I heard you like fishing, brother. <laughs> we turn your Prius into a fish tank. The whole car. It's, a, it's an electrocution hazard. Yeah. I, the, the spreadsheet nerd in me is having a an eye twitch situation. Um, do you want to, like, promote anything? The Haggerty thing? The Haggerty channel. So uh, I don't know when this podcast is launching, but soon, very soon, January 2021, you're going to see a whole bunch of new content from uh, Haggerty's YouTube channel, i.e. one piece of content a day plus news. Um, and Thursdays are the Jason Day. So January 7th. Jason Day! Is, is Jason Day over at Haggerty? What fucking, what day am I going to get when I get my show? 
Maybe like what's the know. shittiest day there? I'm gonna, the shittiest I'm gonna, day? I'm, I'm gonna go like behind the scenes. And the be shittiest like, day is probably Friday or Saturday, but um, no, I I don't know. I mean, I I I can't. I have so much to produce that I'm like ignoring everyone else at work. Going, how like, many films off. have you made so far? I have done five episodes of Know It All, which uh -huh. is my my text planner show. How many shows do you have? Three. Three shows. Three shows. So the forty episodes are divided into. Oh, it's forty divided by uh, okay, forty divided cool. by three. Yeah. I thought that forty was one show, and then you had two more oh, goddamn shows. I know I'd be dead. Oh my god, I wouldn't you'd be, be fucking dead. No, yeah. so so the three shows. <laughs> okay. So we finally got around to naming them, and it's uh -huh. not been approved. So I don't. Spotlight. So no. Spotlight became, became Revelations. Okay. Um, Jason Camisa on the Icons is staying. Jason Camisa on the Icons, mm -hmm. so as far as I know. So that's the sort of the top tier, like. Think Motor Trend Ignition. Oh, that's interesting because somebody I know asked to have their name included in the show title and somebody was declined. I was told specifically that Haggerty does not want anyone's name in, in show any titles. show title. Yeah. And then was told, please go to ECME and ask them if we can continue to use Jason Camisa on the icons. And I was oh. like... Okay. I, whatever. Even if it's just icons, I don't give a shit. Um, I need to circle. I back don't really that. know. Look, I don't even want my name in the show. Like, how douchey is that? Is this Matt Ferris smoking listen, tires? It really, tire? it really worked for Chris Harris. Chris, Chris Harris, Harris on cars. cars is, I was gonna call my good. show Chris Harris on cars, and they just told me that. anyway. So at the top tier, we have like the, think ignition. Okay, if any of you guys have seen the previous Jason Camisa on the icons, which was GT500 that I did about a year ago, mm -hmm. um, I brought an 812 Superfast, I brought a Hellcat, I brought a 911 GT3 RS, and I brought Randy fucking Popes, and we did a blowout. And by the way, an original 67 GT500 um, blowout. Let's put this car in context, um, but also let's take advantage of the medium of video. So rather than just like. You know, the, the YouTube production value stuff that we all do, right, which is just a bunch of cameras and whatever. We thought YouTube deserves one show that's really just produced to full effect for an experience. Sound, sight, motion, slides, all that stuff. So that that's icons. I'm going to do probably six of them this year. And then- Those are great as long as someone pays for it. Well, I can just pay for it. I mean, they look, they're- as I can be, my motto on this is for the icons is going to be, I can be late. And the first one's on Supra. And I'm very late. But here's the thing. Mark is that 4, why you're driving the new That's why Supra? I have the new one, yeah. Um, Mark IV Super didn't become popular until 15 years after it stopped. Yeah. So I have like at least 16, 17 years to produce this episode. Um, the So that's the sort of big show. And then the, the middle show is the COVID safe, I can shoot all winter in lockdown, mm -hmm. whatever goes on, studio show that was previously known as Spotlight. When you I was showed me the summit. picture of your studio. It's fucking cool. It's really cool. Uh, cool. That's called Revelations. First episode of that is, no one's heard this from me, Randy Nonnenberg from Bring a Trailer has a Renault R5 Turbo 2 Evo. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So that's done. Them's a good time. So that's the, the Revelations. And then the the sort of easier to produce show that I can fill in the, the blanks is called Know It All. And that is- How appropriate. Right? Yeah. That's a good um, show for you. So good name. We've done five know it alls, three spotlights, and uh, tomorrow, today, we start working on icons. Awesome. First up, That's so. fucking G. Is it all, is it just like youtube.com slash Haggerty? YouTube.com slash Haggerty. I think it's just slash Haggerty, but it's Haggerty Channel. They have a lot of stuff. They do these like redline rebuilds, which are these like, crazy engine rebuilds that they're always working mm -hmm. on. The amount of content that's, that's posted already is outrageous, but come January, Hold on. All right. Because it's going to be good. And then I guess I have to make a show in the spring. I think, <laughs> I think I have to make we a show should get, for them. We should get in the same room on a show and talk. Wait, hold on. Oh, Isn't oh, that what we're yeah. doing? Yeah. No, I will I will happily guest appear on your show just to fuck with you. Okay. Uh, I don't know what your show is going to be. I don't even know what my show is yet. I we have to determine that. 
a certain so, point. Yeah. I've, I've had one discussion about what the show could be, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be the exact thing that, that they want. It better not be the same thing I'm doing because I will cut I don't it. think it's any of those things. I'm certainly I'm making 40 goddamn episodes. I assure you that. Please don't. And <laughs> don't, I don't learn I have from no me. desire to. That's why do you think I park cars for a living right now? So I don't have to do that. Here we go. The do you like how to make money 102? This right is, now is my exit from the gig economy. Mm. Parking cars right here. Okay. It's, What's my exit? It's working pretty. It's I don't a know. grave. You should start parking cars. Forty episodes a year. It's my fucking gravestone. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. Wherever you go, there you are. That's you right. got to this. When I go, when I go shoot these episodes for Haggerty, Haggerty or ha- Haggerty <laughs> or whatever. Guess what happens? Cars still being parked. So, yeah, fair you know what I'm saying. And while I'm shooting this stuff, the Scirocco is still breaking. <laughs> the Ferrari is still leaking every fluid in it. Um, yeah, that's well, right. Old I've, cars. I've done this the wrong. I'm going to have to go to the Peterson Museum and repossess my Countach because I lent it to them under the assumption that people would be allowed to go into the museum and, and no one's there. And no one's there. Here's the thing: you need to have a Countach and the 328 next to each other. I know, because, like, because it sells spots here. <laughs> Well, they're forget. No, it's awesome. You're thinking because you I know. have the justification for higher education poster, like fucking ready to go. Do you have an SL Mercedes? Uh, you did. You had a. I had one. I sold it. Yeah, there is one downstairs that I could use for a shoot. But you got to own it. I don't want to buy another one. <laughs> just buy and flip it. You I don't say buy it, you know, one. as drifted by buy by and radio it. and television's Matt Farah. That was a good investment. I drove that car for free for two years. It was nice. I drove my one twenty nine. I had a three hundred SL. Yeah, stick. you had a manual one. I think I had for two or three years, and I made. Made good money. I doubled my right. Yeah. No, I mean, I had a 500 automatic and it was. Remember, though, when I say I dumbled my money, I probably put 90 hours of my own time in there, which is worthless. Yeah. So that's why I (laughs) don't. If I were to pay myself $5 an hour, I would have lost. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Thanks for coming in, dude. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I appreciate you stopping by. It is always fun to hang out. When you have friends who are in LA and need somewhere to keep their shit. I'm going to send them to you. You know, we can also use it. We also do here is like transient. So, like, if someone wants to drop ship their car Ooh. and they don't want to deal with it, or if they need a safe place to ship it to That's in LA, cool. we'll receive it. And that we'll is very that often of a problem, especially for people who travel for a living. Nightmare. Shipping is a nightmare. Yeah. And not because there's anything wrong with the company, just the nature of the business. Like, you got to sit there waiting we'll for it. We'll be there today between tomorrow and next Friday. <laughs> yes. Or you just leave it here right. and you go by and then or we deal with it. You get a tow truck coming to your house and, like, we can't make it into the neighborhood. Can you walk? Mm. Can you drop it off to us on the side of some sketchy ass road and then walk six miles home in the dark? That's anywhere in Hollywood. That, for sure it's mostly most of you know it's hills you know, yeah. yeah exactly okay um, that's our show folks uh, I appreciate y'all coming with us on this little journey without Zach and assets and boy do I hope this show actually recorded <laughs> if not we can do this shit again I'm pretty sure you're all did. week I'm pretty sure it did Jason thanks, for Camisa. thanks folks bye thanks